Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Coxie. What's up? <laughs> Welcome to Tradies in Business Radio. You. I'm running with it. Okay. That's what it is. What do you reckon? We're not changing the name of the show though. Yeah. But people won't be able to find us. No, it'll still be Tradies in Business. Podcast. They just have radio. Radio. On the end. radio. Tradies in Business Podcast Radio Show. Now you're allowed to actually have your radio voice. Welcome to the show. This is Warwick Bidwell and I'm joined by my co-host... Nicole Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like some sort of private investigator, like Magnum PI show from the I 80s. Know. That would be cool. I always wanted to be an angel. Like right. Charlie's Angels. Oh, not like one with wings. No. Or I wanted to be Daisy Duke. Right. <laughs> From Dukes of Hazard. Yep, just because she had nice legs and a cute bum. And I wanted to be able to jump in and out of the car through the window. <laughs> uh, it probably wouldn't work in your car. It's a bit tall. It's very high. You'd need a stepladder. I to struggled jump in to get out. into it as it is. <laughs> it's so high off the ground. And yours isn't even as high as my uh, my Land Cruiser, which You're is jalopy. insane. I need a ladder to get in and out of that thing. It's a jalopy. It's good for, good for leg strength. Anyway, uh, welcome to Tradies in Business Radio. Dun, dun, dun. We need a jingle. I do like the I do like the dingle for that. I mean the sound of that. <laughs> this is actually not a FIF episode. It's this not. is a Tuesday, very serious, very serious, Coxie. We're supposed to be the experts here and listen to us. Carry on. I know, I know. We know all the things you need to know about running your trade business as good as your trade, or something like that. Some really wanky tagline. But today we're going to talk about. Wait for so. it. Just, are you awake, listeners? Are you awake? Because you're not going to be soon. We're talking about <laughs> insurance. You know what? They should be awake. It's very important. Wake up. So, we have a few episodes planned talking about... We've got our first ever series. Oh, wow. Radio series. A series of one. No, we've got like four or five. Four. Four episodes. Um, where we're talking about... Not just any old insurance, not car insurance, not house insurance, not tool insurance, your tool. Uh, we're going to talk about life insurance. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, the crowd goes wild. Uh, I actually did jazz hands then when I did that. <laughs> You're very good at the <laughs> old jazz hands. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about life insurance. I just did um. Can you Let's kick me every time there. I do um? I would love to kick you every time you do um. I owe you two already. someone else that... Anyway, so we're going to talk about life insurance, and the reason we're talking about life insurance is because you have a life. Well, I do. Maybe. Well, you do, Coxie, but our listener might not. Well, they do. Well, they're listening to the show, so they well, clearly don't. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so you have a life. You have maybe a family. Maybe you've got some debts. Maybe you generate an income from your trade business. I and hope so. maybe you spend it on things. Nice and things. And maybe if something happened to you and you are either one of the major breadwinners in your house or the only breadwinner in your house, just think of this. What would happen if you couldn't do your job for, say, six months? What would happen? Could you pay your bills? Could you pay your mortgage? Could you 
make your lease payments on your car? Could you pay your kids' school fees? I got savings. How much? Have you got six months worth of household expenses in the bank? If we don't eat. <laughs> Electricity, internet, Netflix. We can't use any of those things. Gym memberships. No. Car rego. No. Insurance on the car. You have insurance on your car? <laughs> and this is something that most people don't think about. No. So if you if you think of that right now, six months can't work, can't generate a single dollar of income, which is a real proposition for a lot of trade business owners because you're still very much on the tools, making your 70, 80, 100, 120 bucks an hour for the work that you do, plus running your team of, of people or maybe just an apprentice and touch wood, something happened to you like... I don't know, you went skiing in Japan and you came home with two broken legs and a and a busted shoulder. Sounds and like something you would do, Warren. <laughs> well, I did tear my shoulder recently. Uh, it wasn't in Japan, though, so I was a bit bummed about that. But, you know, what if you came home uh, with double leg casts? Your wife would be pretty pissed. Yeah, my ex-wife was cranky as heck with me when I broke my ankle the second time. I'd be pissed with you too. A six-month-old baby. I would be really cranky. <laughs> but you know what? The reality is this stuff does happen, right? It does. It does. And sadly to men, because we do dumb stuff. <laughs> you take the risk. That's right. Which we're going to talk about. Oh, boom, bam. There is the keyword dropped into the episode. How good am I getting We should get this? these transcribed. But we're talking about risk, see? And um, there's this really cool concept, and that's why if you uh, if you sort of come from the industry at all, which you probably don't, but I used to work in the insurance industry, uh, they call it risk. And it's actually risk insurance. Because what you do is you pay someone to break their leg for you, so you don't have to. Hmm? Well, imagine if you could do that. Imagine if you went skiing, and and you had a big fall, and you could pay your mates, like... Mate, I'm I'm a Tyler, hey. Like, I really need my legs. This crash is about to break both of my femurs. If I give you a thousand bucks, can you can you take the fall for me? Literally? No. Can you break your legs for me and then mine will be okay? Give me a hundred K, I'll think about it. There you go. So that's essentially what life insurance does. Ah. Is you pay someone else to take the risk of you not earning an income. Those are really complex segue into what we're talking about today right it's about offloading the risk so you know if i'm going to do dumb stuff like snowboarding in japan or kneeboarding kneeboarding on somerset Somerset dam (laughs) and tear your rotator cuff (laughs) now fortunately for me it wasn't my mouse hand so i can still use the mouse and the trackpad in the office here at tradies in business radio uh so i can still do all the editing and stuff my ears work fine but uh, if I was a chippy mm. and I tore my rotator cuff badly enough, mm-hmm. uh, I'm stuffed. I can't work. Speaking from experience, yeah, you really are. looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> so listeners wouldn't have a clue, but my husband's two shoulders are stuffed. The builder. Big time. Mm. So we're off for surgery in a very small Yikes. period of time. I managed to dodge surgery so far. Well, fingers crossed because it's 12-month recovery. Yes. But brings about the question, what are we going to do for 12 months for income, dear? That's right. We have insurance, though. We're very lucky. So you can actually pay a company to take the risk of losing that income. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you if you break both your legs in Japan and you come home, and not only the medical bills 
that you've mm. got to worry about. But it's like, how do you put tiles down when mm. you're in a double leg cast? How do you keep paying the apprentice? Mm. And the ute lease and the mortgage and mm. everything else. So what happens is, if you've been a good boy or girl and you've paid a company to take that risk for you, mm-hmm. you just ring them up and you say, hey, good news, I broke both my legs <laughs> and I can't work. Uh, you know how you said you'd take on that risk for me? Time to step up, Mr. Insurance Company. Step on up. Mrs. or Ms. Insurance Company. We'll make it. <laughs> Master. Gender, doctor. Gender non-binary insurance company. And, uh, and they'll actually pay you a proportion, not all of, but they'll pay you a particular proportion of your income until you can go back to work. Which is generally enough for you to get on with it. It's enough to keep making the mortgage payments mm. and all that. You're not going to be you know, dining out at, at uh, Hoggies every night and that sort of stuff. Uh, but you generally will get enough if you've set the policy up properly mm. uh, and haven't been a tight wad, mm. uh, you will get enough to, to keep going and, and keep life rolling on. Nice segue into the second part of this conversation, was uh, You are banging on these today. Oh, yeah. I'm on fire. It's because we're on the radio now. Fire! Yeah, I was, I was born to be a radio jock. Should we break for a song? Yeah, let's, let's, throw, to a, let's throw to a track. We've got some Aussie rock today. <laughs> Except we can't use any commercial music because we'll get pulled down from Spotify. We don't Spotify. have a license. <laughs> We're unlicensed we radio are. jocks. Mm. Anyway, what's you? What's what are we rolling into now? We're rolling into making sure you have the right kind of insurance for you. Ah, is there different kinds? There are, and there are different <laughs> companies that fit people differently, or better, or worse. There are different amounts you can be insured for. There are different ways to insure yourself. My head's hurting already, Coxie. I know. That's why you and I don't talk about this stuff. We get the experts in because we're not silly. And it's why, it's why, it's, I have to come out about something. On national radio? On national tradies in business radio. Yes. I'm going to come out about something. All right. I trust you. I was in a, in a previous life, an insurance salesman. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> We've had this great relationship and at no point in time have it's you just dropped come to that an bomb. End. Well, I just thought I'd, you know, let us actually forge some sort of relationship <laughs> before I told you the truth. No, no, I, I actually, uh, so I had a financial planning firm quite a number of years ago now. And one of the things that we did, and I was, I was licensed as well, was uh, actually write life insurance for people. Hmm. How do you write life insurance, dear Mr. Bankman? Dear, dear Mr. Insurance Company, please pay Coxie a ton of money when the builder buggers his shoulders and can't work. I'm going to need a ton of money just to put up with what I'm going to have to put up with. Yeah. So, um, but that's basically what it is. The cool thing about life insurance brokers, kind of like finance brokers, mm-hmm. uh, is that they have a pretty good understanding, if they're a good broker, of all the different products in the market that you were talking about before, Coxie, mm-hmm. and they can say, you know what, for you as a bungee jumping, dirt bike riding, water skiing, snowboarding, high cholesterol, uh, whatever person, nobody's going to insure you. <laughs> Have a nice life. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for coming. No, but they'll say, but there is this one company mm. that is actually taking on people who work FIFO for example. Yeah. Because that, that can be a real challenge for some people uh, because there's a lot more risks. Or it might be that you've got a particular medical history mm-hmm. or that, I don't know, you only have a certain amount of money that you can allocate to the premiums and they can give you good advice around, okay, well, the best thing for you to do would be to have this policy. Don't worry about that one because it's not worth the money for the risk coverage, etc., etc. And so it's just like going to a finance broker for a mortgage 
or some equipment finance and they say at the moment bank bank xyz is actually doing the best deals for businesses like yours so you're saying this is like any other opportunity within your trade business whereby if you're not the expert you don't do it yeah like don't do your own bookkeeping kind of thing yeah exactly uh so i used to do that and it used to flip my head the number of people who declined to have just simple income protection policy and some, you know, TPD, total and permanent dis- disablement cover and death cover. And they had a family and they had a mortgage and they were the primary breadwinner and they just said, that's too much money. So they were more concerned about the money that they're spending now than the money they were going to lose la- or potentially lose later. Exactly. And I just, you know, as as advisors and any advisor has a duty of care to actually make recommendations to people whether they want to take it up or not. Um, and they would say, no, nah, no, nah, we're not going to get it. And I've, I think I've shared this story on the podcast before doing this for five years. I forget some of the things that I, <laughs> that I share. But you're also getting older. But yeah, and I've, I'm doing that whole telling the same story over and over thing. You're good at that. Oh my gosh. Uh, my daughter's going to hate me. Yeah. So um, my ex father-in-law that sounds weird but uh, my ex-father-in-law uh, I actually you know wrote a bunch of policies for him mm-hmm. um, he was a are you allowed to write policy for your family yeah absolutely if oh, they wow. pay you money Fair enough. Uh, he was a plant operator you know driving excavators and rollers and trucks and stuff and uh, so he had income protection and critical care and all the, all the fancy things that we're going to dig into more in this series mm. uh, Coxie and we're going to get some actual experts <laughs> from uh, from a company that knows what they're doing to come and tell you all about it. And he had these policies and, uh, you know, several years after we put them in place, he actually got prostate cancer, sadly. Oh, no. And, you know, that was the first reaction and it wasn't super aggressive, so the treatment prognosis was pretty good. And my second thought uh, was, oh, you've got your critical care cover. Mm. Of you know two hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. or whatever it was two hundred thousand dollars or something, so I get we'll get onto him and make a claim, and his face went pale, oh. and he looked down at the floor. Oh no! And I said, "What's wrong, mate?" He said, "Was I cancelled it?" Oh, Warwick. I'm like, I want to swear on, on <laughs> but this is not a sweary episode. I swore. And it was like, you can't be serious. It gives me goosebumps even thinking about it now, Coxie. And so they had a mortgage. He couldn't work for a a whole bunch of time. And that was a terrible, terrible time for him. He used up all of his long service leave for all the medical treatment. He'd been he'd been with the the organisation for like fifteen or twenty years. So he'd burned through a lot of long service. He used up all his sick leave. Um, his wife had to keep working. Like this is someone who was about five years from retirement. Oh no! Yeah, and retired with a mortgage. Oh, that's terrible. And Poor not that you should sort of you know cash in on an illness, but that's what these bloody policies are for. You know, yeah. they could have paid for all the medical treatment. He could have taken the time off work, mm. and it would have been a lump sum. Just like there you go. 
you qualify for the definition of prostate cancer, we'll give you your payout. I don't really know why I took that insurance on when my broker told me I needed it, but I nodded my head and said, okay. And now that you've relayed that story to me, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, thank goodness, thank goodness I have that. So stuff like cancer, heart attack, stroke. But I don't think this is spoken about enough. It's, it's not. So most people think of life insurance and they just think of if you die, but what about if you end up in a wheelchair? And, and this is the thing. Most people don't die. No. Most people who get cancer survive. That's right. Most people who have heart attacks survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, broken legs. They don't die. People don't die. No, they don't. You're, you're not going to die. You've just got a torn rotator cuff. Exactly. You'll be right. but, if, but if I was a, a painter, I'm stuffed. Yeah. I can't, I can't run a roller and a bloody spray gun all day. No, you could use your other arm. <laughs> so, but this is the thing, right? It's it's not a lot of money compared to what most people waste right. on other stuff in their life. And, you know, the the sad irony in this, and I'll be completely honest, he was a smoker, a pack-a-day smoker. Mm, no. That would have paid for the policies. So we make light of these things here on the podcast so that you keep listening, so that you get our <laughs> message. But the truth is, this is a really serious issue. If you have a family, if you have responsibilities, look, if you're a young fella and you don't yet have responsibilities or a young lady, fine, don't worry about it. Or mm. if you're like mm. my dad, who is now um, almost 70, he's at that other stage of life, everything's paid off, there's plenty of money in the bank, he's got no dependents anymore, he doesn't have a wife or a partner, he doesn't need life insurance anymore. No. They're different stories, but we're talking about the most of your life when you're either in a business or you're owning a home or you have a family or somebody else is relying on you, you need insurance. Mm. You need life insurance, you need TPD and you need this critical care insurance, Mm. Mm. plus all the other insurances like on your house and your car and all those things. And I know we have conversations all day, every day with other tradies who say, yes, but it's so much money. Really? Really? How much money are you going to lose if you don't have this? And that's this whole thing about risk, you know. Are you willing to take the fall and bust your own legs or do you want to pay someone else to take it for you? Mm. And it's just deciding for you personally what level of risk are you willing to take. Yes. And, you know, none of this is is specific advice uh, for you listening. Uh, You should go and speak to a broker if you already have one. Go speak to them. Or a financial planner generally does all this same stuff as well. They, they do financial planning and life insurance. Um, I would encourage you not to go direct to one company mm. because you're only going to get one story. Yes. If you go to a Ford dealership, they're not going to sell you a Tesla. <laughs> I would like a Tesla. Even if the Tesla is the best car for your needs, mm. they will not sell you a Tesla. So why would you go to one bank or one insurance company thinking that you're getting the best deal and the best product when they're only going to tell you about theirs? And very generally, they're not taking all of your circumstances into consideration. They have sales targets to meet just That's like right. the rest of us. You're mm-hmm. not going to recommend the plumber down the road if you're a plumber. Oh, gosh, if you no. think the plumber down the road does a better job of, of using the drain camera than you. Mm. So why would you think that a bank or, a, or an insurance company would be any different? Matter of fact, they're not. They're worse. They are. So go talk to a broker. And Coxie and I have actually lined up um, a couple of interviews that are coming up after this one. Not right now, um, so don't worry. This isn't a four-hour episode, but uh, but we've we've actually um, grabbed some fantastic interviews with a couple of great guys from an organisation called Skylight. 
Skylight Financial Services. Oh, I forgot the services. Yeah. Um, now, you might, may not have heard of Skylight, um, but they are actually, uh, I guess, supported by and created by hmm. BusQ. Which um, I just think is the best idea. Does this not all go hand in hand? Yeah. Which, uh, so BusQ is one of the biggest uh, construction industry super funds in Australia. They're the biggest one, I think, in Queensland. By far. Um, so they have like over 70,000 members or something. Mm-hmm. And they specialise in, you guys listening, they specialise in trades and construction. Now, anybody can be a member of BusQ and anybody can use Skylight, but they are very familiar with tradespeople mm. um, and the way you're set up, the specific risks that you have, the occupations that you have. So if you're a tile, a plumber, builder, carpet layer, roofer, asbestos remover, whatever it is, they've seen it. They've heard it all. They actually do a fair bit of stuff with uh, farming as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're very, very good at giving you good advice on what's best for you given your situation. So we actually lined up a couple of interviews um, from these two guys, um, and one it talks about specifically life insurance and all the different products that you can have, why they're important, uh, what they do for you, and even if you don't use Skylight, the sorts of things that you should be aware of if mm. you go talk to a different broker. So, um, yeah, it's it's something that like I I try not to add up the amount of money that I have spent on life insurance premiums over the last 20 years or so since I started taking out policies. But I can tell you I've actually personally, you know, the broken ankle thing and the Mm. ex-wife and the six-month-old baby, um, I actually got paid nearly $12,000 seven days after my accident, after I broke my ankle, under my income protection policy. That's amazing. And it was just because I had the right policy that, you know, I was a broker, but, uh, you know, one of the guys in the office wrote the policy for me because you can't write your own. And um, basically, it's listed in there. If you fracture your wrist or your ankle or um, your leg or your collarbone or whatever, they just pay you an, an amount of money just straight off the bat. So, two things I want to say. We talk a lot about fee-for-service and how important it is. Mm. Let's talk about that just a little bit. Okay. So, there are several different ways in which you can pay for these kind of services. You can pay flat-out fee. It's transparent. You know mm-hmm. what you're doing straight up front. You know it's an hourly charge or it's it's a per-job charge. But either way, you're told that before you step in to the deep planning of your the finding the right policy for you or there's the veiled stuff that you don't really know and what's actually happening is that broker or that person is taking a commission Commission from a company without actually talking to you about it. So it's really important regardless of who you go with is to find somebody who is a clear and defined fee-for-service. And fee-for-service is generally perceived as being more impartial because they're not particularly dialed into one company that might be paying Correct. a little bit of commission. Well, they're just being you know? paid by you. Yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of like tradies, isn't it? Ah, oh, funny. You no? know, they're not getting paid by the plumbing supplies company. No. They're actually charging a fee for their service. Hello. So, you know, a lot of people begrudge paying a fee for service for this sort of advice, but uh, having worked in that industry for eight years myself, uh, I can tell you there's some some people who just like the banks will tell you what you want to hear because Mm. they want to make the sale. Hmm. Uh, And so, not surprisingly, (laughs) the lads from Skylight are fee-for-service based. Um, And so they're totally upfront and transparent with all of that. But uh, you should definitely listen to the other episodes in this series here at Traders in Business Radio. 
(laughs) (laughs) And um, and if you even if you have life insurance currently, it's worth having another look at. Well, that's uh, a big point, is it not? And reviewing it. Yes. And my changes. My beautiful wife has a horrible story from her work. One of her colleagues uh, needed to go on claim. Didn't realise that the cover that she had didn't cover certain things mm. and that it didn't last for mm. more than two years and she can't return to work at all, ever. Gosh. And so if you have the right kind of policy, it could pay you to age 65. Wow. And just pay you an income. And this poor woman, um, she lost her job because she couldn't return to work. Sure. So... And her insurance doesn't cover it. Oh, no. Because she's got the wrong policy. And she's, you know, she's in her 60s, caring for her three grandchildren because the the mother is unable to do that. Oh, no. It's just an awful, awful story. And she literally just didn't realize because she didn't get good advice. That's so sad. And, you know, I've heard so many stories like this over the years of being a life insurance broker, actually helping people make claims. Mm. And stories like my ex-father-in-law, where mm. I, I, I could have cried and, and strangled him all in the same <laughs> moment. Because for the sake of, you know, f- a few grand worth of premium over a few years, he, they, they could have been sitting pretty. Mm. He made a full recovery from the cancer. Great. The treatment worked. Um, he returned to work because he had to. To, to try and, you know, pay some more off the mortgage. Mm. Um, and the chemo and everything really knocked him around. But a few thousand bucks. Could have solved all of the problems. Yeah. So, that's our little... Uh, it's like a mini rant, isn't it, Coxie? It was a gentle rant. A gentle rant on, um, on insurance and in particular life insurance. So, stick around for the other episodes in the series. You're going to get tons out of it. A couple of great guys. They're actually really good interviews. And, they were and funny. Nowhere near as boring as, as me no. talking about it. Uh, their radio voices weren't quite as good as mine, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, check those ones out. We talked to a couple of dudes from Skylight. Uh, one's about life insurance, and the other one is is actually about you know wealth creation and, yes. and how to make sure that you know busting your backside in your business is doing something for you. Um, so super cool to be supported by the guys at BusQ and Skylight. And uh, apart from that, if you make sure you're in the group. You'll find out about all this stuff. You um, will. And we'll be posting some more information in the Facebook group, Traders in Business, super soon. Is there anything else I've missed, Coxie? Mm, you can go and check us out online. Oh, yeah. We are online. We're on the internet. You know, the big web thing? Mm. Mm. It still exists, doesn't World it? Worldwide web. Yes. Can you imagine what would happen if it broke down? Oh, my gosh. Everyone everyone would just, like, panic. I would panic. <laughs> Where I, I wouldn't exist if I wasn't online. No. It'd be peaceful, wouldn't it? How would I tell people what I'm doing? It'd probably sound a bit like this. <laughs> it's just the crows, and of course the crows didn't make any noise at all when we're trying to make a joke. That's right. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening here at Traders in Business Radio. Radio, radio. <laughs> radio killed the podcast stars. <gasps> and uh, yeah, I'm going to stop waffling. Hooray. You've been listening to the Traders in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.